Hello. Hey, what's good, champ? What's going on, bro? Nothing much, man. Happy Saturday to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good old Saturday. Just chill out day. That's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, man, I took I took my uh, leasing license exam yesterday. Oh yeah, you took <laughs> <it>? <laughs> man, this this motherfucker test is like this is like my Detroit Pistons. This is like my bad boy Pistons, man. Damn. Yeah. So yeah, gotta, man. So I got to start over, and I got to you know take it again. Uh, but I was only two questions off, man. <laughs> you know, yeah, you had Sessions Day yesterday. And I was oh, like, close. You close. I mean, just two questions off, man. Don't even sweat it. I'm like, you know you got this exam. I was like, motherfucker. Now I know how Jordan felt in, 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 in what was that, 90, man. Game seven, man. <laughs> right there. <laughs> just fell short. <laughs> but no, nah, man. Um, <clears throat> Let me let me get your rumble thoughts real quick, man. What 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 you think about what's going on in WWE, <clears throat> the rumble and everything? Well, of course, I mean they had to go with the whole Cody Rhodes story around of him pushing him to WrestleMania, finally taking the belt on Roman Reigns, and personally, mm-hmm. I ain't the biggest fan of Cody Rhodes because it's not because of him. It's more because he's been in the Fed. And he beat Seth Rollins twice, or was it three times? And then I he got hurt. Three. <clears throat> three times, right. He faced Seth Rollins three times. three times. Right. And that's really it. He hasn't beaten anyone else. Then he got hurt. Do, do you want to make him a world champion at some point? Yes, even though I thought he was just a mid card. Kind of like how you feel about me. That's what I think he is. I think he's like an upper mid card, you know, a guy that, you know, you could put the, let's say you could put the world title on maybe once or twice, you know, here and there, kind of as a, kind of as a filler guy. But I just think he's an upper mid card guy. And that's not a bad thing, man, if they didn't treat the titles like shit. Right. And so they're trying to push the narrative of, well, he had a torn peg. And he went through a steel cage match with Seth Rollins, which I was impressed by it. I'm impressed. We're all impressed by it, but was that enough? I'm not sure. No, that wasn't enough, man. I mean, we can say people, you know, go through injuries and in and in, I mean shit, Steve Austin got fucking paralyzed and you know. So we mm-hmm. seen people go through injuries, but uh, right. I what's the rush though? Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, Walter had a phenomenal performance, you know, even though everybody calls him Gunther now. I'm going to call him Gunther too. No, I I still call him Walter. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) But for all intents and purposes, we're going to say Gunther was the MVP of the Rumble. Started off at number one, was in it for about, about, about an hour and five minutes, I think it was. And yeah, he, he was in there for a minute, man, and he was good. Yeah, he killed it. If anybody should be in the world politics, it should be him. Yes, I would believe him. I would believe him as a legitimate threat to, to Roman. Like, if you put put Walter in that ring next to him, man, people would believe that shit. That's a big motherfucker. 
And he nasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Walter putting in great work. Uh, that was a great highlight too between Logan Paul and uh, and Ricochet both jumping off the ropes towards each other. Hell of a highlight. Um, Brock Lesnar, he, I think he went against the script because, okay, he got eliminated, but the referee got thrown over the barricade, and that was actually the referee that was supposed to raise Cody Rhodes' hand at the end. Uh-huh. And he got thrown over the barricade, so I guess he had to go backstage to sell that. He even knocked out Baron Corbin, so Corbin was like, all right, I got to go on this rubble and sell this, so he got eliminated quickly, but I understood why they had Bobby Lashley eliminate Brock quickly like that. It actually makes sense, so that's a little bit of consistent storyline right now, WWE, which they make consistent about storyline right now for the past two years, but that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, I, th- I think now it's starting to become more consistent all around with like more stories now. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. it was just the bloodlines that was making sense, but now it's like you know they're slowly filtering around to like the the other like divisions and stuff like the other stories and shit. Right, right. So you know the bloodline, which has been phenomenal in terms of storyline writing. I don't think we've got another storyline written like the bloodline since the uh, since the beginning of the uh, New World War. I think bloodline's got to be in the top five storylines ever. Yeah, I mean, uh, WWE, just I mean, we, in WWE, this is something like the way they building this man. This is some shit out like the eighties. Yeah, like yeah. Like build, like where they used to take a year, like to build a story and shit. And then when you, when when you got like the ultimate payoff because you were so emotionally invested, man. When you when when the outcome was decided, man, you it it just meant that much more. Right, and then real quick. Before we get to the bloodline, um, Rhea Ripley won the women's rumble. The women's rumble was not that good this year, but the storyline of Rhea coming in at number one after being attacked by Beth Phoenix and her ultimately winning, that was a great storyline. Rhea definitely deserves that. She also deserves to win the title from Charlotte Flair at Mania. Also worry about Rhea Ripley. Whoa, 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 whoa. They put right. the belt back on Charlotte? Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. She came out and challenged, uh, what's that woman's name that we don't like from Ronda Rousey? And yeah, and she Panther on an episode of SmackDown. Then they did, it, they gave that away on SmackDown, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right? They gave that match away on SmackDown. Unfortunately. I don't like Ronda Rousey. I don't like uh, Charlotte Flair either. So the quicker we can get that belt on Rhea Ripley, the better. <laughs> and but, it'll be nice, too, because it'll be payback for Rhea, too, because um, I think Charlotte beat Charlotte beat in, like, what was it, 36 or some shit? The pandemic right. WrestleMania? Yeah. Yeah. The left we think about that the better. I just I'm just not a fan of it's not that I'm not a fan of Charlotte Flair it's the way how they book Charlotte Flair. Every like time she comes right, they they gotta they gotta put a bell on her every time, no matter what and, and I understand that's part of her gimmick. 
But yeah, at at, the, at a certain point though, man, she she don't need that damn bell, man. She can talk, and obviously, man, the woman can work about as well as like any woman out there. Like when right. she when she on her shit, yeah. And then you know, finally, the bloodline. Oh, that was just some of the greatest writing that we've seen in about twenty-five to thirty years, man. Uh man, that was awesome, man. That's that shit was some shit straight out of uh Star Wars, man. That that shit was awesome. It was that was some good ass writing. That was just epic. I mean, I just really felt the Kevin Norris as they kept attacking them and hitting them with super kicks and we know how the super kick gets to be overdone, but that's Another story too, but uh, <laughs> I know it makes child Michael look horrible every time they super kick. I'm like, dang, you talking about finishing getting buried? Oh my god! But they kept super kicking, uh, Kevin Owens, and he's just drooped over and all knocked the hell out. And and I was uh, and in the beginning, I wasn't the biggest of Kevin Owens fan, biggest of Kevin Owens fan, but. You know, Darian, he loved Roman Reigns to death. I mean, he loved Kevin Owens to death. And so within the past year or two, I started to feel Kevin Owens' work. And after, you know, the Rumble, I'm just in love with the guy. And yeah, same thing. Good, man. Oh, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's great. Man. And just in every aspect. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, Timmy Zane hitting Roman in the back of the chair. I don't have Seth Rollins hit him in the back of the chair when he turned on the shield, right? Right. And <laughs> it, just, it was just so compelling. That crowd really marked out over that moment. And and I think low-key, Rollins was sad because he knows that the storyline's got to go in this direction now. So, you know, Jimmy attacked, you know, Sami Zayn, and then, of course, Solo attacks him, but then Jay is just standing there right. watching them all beat him down, and he said he absolutely wants solo. So, man, this, this is this is just amazing, amazing, right? Now, do I think Sami Zayn should beat Roman Reigns for the undisputed championship? Eh, nah, I think things are going a little too far right there, right? Unless Theo thinks this storyline will work, I think they should do it. Really? I think they should do it. Mm. Otherwise, man, because I mean, Cody Rose just got booed out the damn building, and I, I yeah. think this is almost like a Brian Roman Reigns situation for fourteen, man. Well, they 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 ain't got no choice, but they may not have a choice but to do it. That's just how hot Sammy has become out of this storyline. And, and is it a bad thing if Sammy Zayn is the world champion? I mean, obviously, mm. we know he can work. We know he can mm. talk. Right. But it's like, mm. what does the storyline go from there? Like, I mean, hell, you could do always do an angle where shit, the fucking Sammy, where Roman takes Sammy out, <laughs> like, the very next night. And, yeah. You know, you can always do that. Well, like, strip the belt from him after Roman takes him out. Yeah, like, you can always do something like that. But I think, man, to, to put it, I mean, Cody Rhodes... What's the other option? Yeah, I ain't a fan of Cody Rhodes getting it, but then Sammy is so hot. But then it's kind of like, is it really believable? But then, like you say, Brian Danson got it. Right. <laughs> Brian Danson got it at 14. 
and it worked. So, why not Sami Zayn, right? Right, I mean, what? It just, I, I just, he's to me, he, I would be more believable a lot. I would believe Sami Zayn as the champion more than I would believe Cody Rhodes as a champion. Cause I've seen yeah. Sami Zayn work, I've seen him work with like the best, and I've seen him put on like, you know, good matches. I, we all know he can talk healed or face. I, just, oh. I don't get that vibe from, from Cody. I don't think he got that, that dude, and that's not a bad thing. I just think he's like a, a upper upper mid card guy, you know, and that's not that's not, that's not right now. Yeah, you know, build this dude. Like, I mean, I got to see him, see him, you know, in there with with everybody, you know, before I can believe it. Especially, you know, Roman Reigns with this, with this motherfucker that had the, the belt for what, like ten years already. Roman <laughs> had this belt for over two years. I mean, I want to say late August of twenty twenty. He's been champion ever since then. And so now we're going into April of 23. And you guys want to take it off of him with the American Nightmare, who's only been a nightmare to one person, Seth Rollins. Right. See, that's, I just don't, I don't, I don't believe him. Like, I just, yeah, I, I just, man, it's just something, I, I, it's just, he's, I guess how Bret Hart feels about Triple H. <laughs> I guess that's how I feel about Cody Rhodes. <laughs> you know, yeah. Cody Rhodes is you know he's good, man. It's just, I don't get that 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 superstar like you know that you know. Well, you know, get you get it. that from Roman. Hell, you get it from Brock. It's just with, with Cody, I just think it's something miss. It's something missing, and maybe if I see him in there you know, a lot more with some other people and some more programs, then I will probably, then he could probably, I'm sure he could convince me. It's, it's going to be, if Cody just, uh, if, if Cody does go ahead and win at WrestleMania, the crowd, the reaction is going to be, you know, the crowd goes mild. It's going to be lukewarm. It ain't going to be outstanding like it would be had Sammy's, had Sammy won but of course, Sammy's reign would have to be short. But Cody, no, no. And and maybe it would be different too if AEW had built Cody out to just be like this beast, this unbeatable dude. You know, like the Roman Reigns of the AEW. Maybe right. it'd be different then. But nah, man. I just I got to see more. It's not enough. It's not enough work, and it hasn't been enough time. It's not his fault that he got injured. People get hurt, but it's just not enough time for the for the casual fan and for the young diehard fan. It's just not enough time. If, if this is the option, man, they they just might as well just keep the damn belt on Roman and just slowly break break apart the bloodline as the story go along and just basically end it end that SummerSlam instead of Mania. Yeah, yeah, you gotta. This gives time for Cody to build himself up more. Or it gives time for someone else to build up more. Hell, Kevin Norris to build off of might be cool with it himself. Yeah, I would but... be, I would be fine with that. Or yeah, I mean, I, you know, I fucking love Seth Rollins. That's that's fine with me. Of course. <laughs> but just, yeah. I just like Cody. I just, I gotta, I gotta see more, man. That's just me. Yeah. What? Well, what did, 
What did you think about Kyle Marks, man, and the 49ers and the Eagles and these football games? Well, listen, reality had set in. I know it's, it's cool to see a football team constantly win without having a star quarterback, but that whole Purdy thing had to come to an end. And if Purdy had not got hurt, the Eagles still would have won that game. I don't think Purdy would have had enough to beat the Eagles. Since they didn't have it, they got brutalized out there. So, you know, right team won. You know, they didn't have them, man, because you got backup tight ends blocking like they passed pass rushing. What the? F- <laughs> oh, what the fuck was that shit? Like, and I know it's some shit that, you know, they've done that throughout the year, but you, you, you change shit up for certain people. And that's, and Riddick is somebody you change shit up for. Right. And then, you know what? When the season starts back next year, I still want Purdy. To be a lead for the 49 quarterback spot. I mean, don't try to just force it on force it on Trey Lance to take back over here. Trey Lance got to fight for this position because Purdy put in work. He did. I mean, we 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 see he put in work, and obviously it's a great system, man. Man, these fuck man, the 49ers was like a fucking Jeff Garcia away from being like a historically great team, man. These these motherfuckers have won 15, 16 games. That's how good the Niners are. But this a quarterback situation is always a mess. Cap make again. It's always, man. You 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 had Cap, then he t- took the knee and they got mad at him and like just say, all right, fuck you, Cap. And then you right. had and who else? Then they had Jimmy G. Jimmy G been up and down like the stock market. Jimmy <laughs> G's just not consistent. I like Jimmy G though, but he's not consistent enough. This is a guy that sat behind Tom Brady for years, for years, and he just had to break away. So he finally breaks away. He gets his opportunity, and then you know he loses. He has to leave the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Then he loses it. And then he gets hurt, then he doesn't get hurt, then he plays bad, then he comes back to play. He's good. He, I, I don't know what to say about Jimmy. Jimmy, can he be a star QB next year somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Not, in, not in San Francisco. No, 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 no. He can finally leave San Francisco now. Let them decide between Ferdy and Lance. Now, see, I thought uh, Brady was going to end up in San Francisco. But uh, apparently, man, you know, this is how hard marriage is, man. Marriage will bust anybody's ass. It, marriage didn't bust the Tom Brady ass better than any pass rush, any any defensive line, any linebacker, any cornerback he never faced. Yes. Yes. When that woman says, hey, you play long enough, stay home. This is it. You you, you, you got to do it. That man won seven uh, Super Bowls. Ain't nobody gonna touch him. Greatest greatest QB of all time. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, Brady finally retires. I believe it's for real this time. That's that's yeah. just it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's done. And and you know what? And I think Tom Brady should be. I, I don't know. He probably will. He I think he'll look back on this season. He'll probably be proud of it because. With everything that was going on, the re- he still played pretty well, and it didn't have anything to do with his declining abilities. Now, Tom Brady can still throw that ball with damn near anybody. See, I got a question for you. Is 
Oh, I wish Terrell was here because this question will make a, it'll make a man. Right, right. You know, Terrell will be mad at, at, at even thinking about the question. But who do you think was the better Super Bowl quarterback between Joe Montana and Tom Brady? You got two Super Bowls with Brady, seven and three. Then you got only four Super Bowls. I can't say only four because it's hard to even get to one Super Bowl. You've got four Super Bowls with Montana, and he's 4 0. Never threw a pick. Huh. Damn, this is hard, man. But then remember, Tom Brady lost the Super Bowl to the Eagles where he threw over 500 yards. Yeah, it, this, it's hard, man. I mean, Joe Montana <laughs> went against some some pretty good fucking defenses uh, in these Super Bowls, and, and he basically played some of his best... He, he basically saved his best games for the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, man, people, people forget, man. You know, Montana has... You know, he would have, like, maybe, like, three or four, like, shit games a season. Yeah. But for whatever reason, when the playoffs came, he normally, especially a Super Bowl, he normally played his best. But man, I think I gotta go. Shit, I gotta go with Montana, man. And and slightly Montana. Yeah, and it's just, and I'm gonna go with him because his mobility, man, because he can move. Yeah, he can move a little bit better than Brady. But I think what really stands out for Montana is that he has thrown zero picks, no interceptions. In all four games, and then you look at how the how the game was then, man. With the damn cornerbacks, they they could be physical and really physical with shit at the line and shit. And and you had like the fucking secondary. You had the safeties that was patrolled in the middle and knocking people out. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a difference. It is. It's like it is. They, they was playing all, on all Madden and, and basically like Brady been playing on like all pro. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a difference. Yeah, so this ain't taking nothing away from Brady. Brady is still the he's still a, he's still the greatest QB ever. He by far greatest QB ever. It's just in that Super Bowl you gonna you gonna go with Montana. Not by far. We we gonna have to get into that some other day. Yeah, let the rail break this one down. <laughs> yeah, not by far. But we gonna get into it on a different day. Uh, yeah. I had the Bengals winning over the cheese, but the Bengals, man, they just they just couldn't get it done. And for whatever reason, man, no matter how fucking average Kansas City defense is, they normally get stops when they need to. For whatever reason, they, they were just they were just breaking that. Well, you know, this this is a um, thrown together Cincinnati offensive line. I think three of their starters were out, and Joe Burrow was getting killed back then. Duct tape and bandages, man. He was with a T, right? He was getting smoked. You know, a couple of blown calls by the refs too, but ultimately that O line was getting smoked. You know, I'm sure Patrick Mahomes got a got a phone call from Triple H, you know, that that morning about you know congratulating him on on on, on how he sold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he sold that that that, that out of bounds flop. Oh, he just fell the hell out. I really wish Dolphin <laughs> Messiah didn't didn't even walk up on him or come close to him. You saw him running out of bounds, just let him run out. 
Don't touch that quarterback because you know they're going to call it. You know they're going to call it. Man, the dude flood, man. He, man, Blondie Devos was proud of that shit, boy. <laughs> this dude fell out of Dennis Rodman was clapping and shit. I'm, I'm sure Magic had a big smile on his face because Magic used to flop too. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> man, what you think about the Super Bowl, man? Uh, I'm wrong with the Eagles. I think the Eagles. Eagles got more than enough time. It's gonna be a good game, but I say the Eagles in a close game. Yeah, I got the Eagles too, man. I don't think I don't I don't foresee it being I think the Eagles go win by like at least like a touchdown, man. The more I think about it, the way I mean, and I know I think the Eagles gonna be without Wayne Johnson. And I mean that's fine. Yeah, so it's okay. But that man, the way the Eagles offensive line was moving the San Francisco 49ers off the damn defensive line. That shit stuck with me. And if they could do that to their defensive line, they're going to fucking move the damn cheese defensive line on the sidelines. They're going to run them off the field, man. And, yeah. and I just, I don't, how do, how you going to, how you going to deal with, um how you going to deal with Hurts? You know, yeah, he hasn't really ran it, but you know, this two two weeks to get healthy. I'm sure he, I'm sure he go pit run it if he had to. Yeah, they got better receivers too. Yeah, and they just they damn receivers. I mean, they got cornerbacks. If Kansas Please. City won this game, I'd be stunned. I would be I'd stunned be too. Stunned. Like I think if 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 I mean, the Chiefs the five man team. Oh, yeah. you know, basically Mahomes, <laughs> Kelsey, Andy Reid, Steve Spagnola, Chris Jones. That's it. And the ref. Oh, <laughs> not <in style. laughs> yeah, the ref. And I just, man, I don't, I, if, 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 the, if, like you said, if the cheese can pull this off, man, this is a, this is a big notch on the belt for, 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 for now. And yeah. it puts Andy Reid in a whole nother category. Now you got to put him up there with like, like the Parcells, the shit, like the Joe Gibbs, you know, them motherfuckers. Yeah, that's a whole different story. Shanahan. Shanahan and, uh, well, we can't necessarily get into the, uh, we can't get into the Phillips coach territory. What was his name? Oh, man, they used to call him Phillips. Yeah, Chuck No. Chuck No. Chuck No. Yeah. Now, I was telling him and, him and um, Belichick territory. Not yet, but it's an incredible culture that he did. Yeah, so, I mean, just what, what, man, if they, if they could pull that off, that'd, that'd be amazing. You know, and I also want to touch on this, you know, the fact that, you know, I hear so much talk about it the black quarterback, super black quarterbacks facing off in the Super Bowl, it just says a lot about how far the NFL still needs to go. Yeah, we just now get, we just, we're just arriving here in 23, two black quarterbacks from the Super Bowl, and the NFL's been out since, uh, the NFL's been out since 1920. Right, right. Meanwhile, you know, my league, you know, with my old league, the NBA, <laughs> we had brothers, we had we had multiple brothers on the court by the end of the sixties. Man, for real. 
They didn't even want court. They didn't even want black guys playing quarterback in the seventies. I mean, Tony. What I was hearing from uh, one of the analysts, it was actually from Herm Ellis on Friday. He said Tony Dungy tried to be a quarterback too, but they told him, "No, you two have left. We need to make you a a, a safety or a corner." He's too athletic to be a quarterback. It just shows you how much the mobile quarterback has changed the game and how much the black athlete has changed the game being a mobile quarterback. I mean, we all know the story of Warren Moon and, you know, how they then he couldn't play in the NFL. He was insisted that he couldn't be a be a quarterback, that he was because he was black and they didn't think he was intelligent enough. Bro, they had to go to Canada. Yeah, so he put up uh, 48,000 yards in Canada and the other 23,000 in the NFL. Now, imagine if he was in the NFL, he probably threw the same yards. He'd have over 70,000 yards before Peyton Manning even cracked that number. And they Warren Moon, we, we would have been talking about Warren Moon as a top five quarterback ever. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know, and man, you know, he was young. He he had wheels and shit, but by the time he got to the league, you know, he, he didn't have the wheels and shit. He was older, so. Yeah. You know, it so. Was, he was still in his prime, but not in his good prime by the time he got to the NFL. Right. He won in years, you know, three through seven. He was like in years eight through, you know, 17 or something. Yeah, he was kind of like, I would compare it to like Dr. J coming into the ABA from the ABA. Right. Because in the ABA, ABA was was absolute prime, dog. But by the time Doc got to the NBA, he was still in in his prime, but he was kind of coming, starting to hit that tail end. And I thought by like, I thought by like 1980, as great as he was, he was still a top five dude. You know, he was starting to slow down a bit. Yeah. And, and shit, it makes sense. I mean, shit, playing in Chucks and you know, shit, wasn't no medical technology back then. That shit was like, that shit didn't exist. So, you good. Yeah, you know, the average, you know, players was done, players prime only lasted like five or six years and then they started huh. to decline because of that. Imagine playing at Chuck's for your whole career, though, boy. That, that ain't... Oh, <laughs> man. Bro, ain't, ain't, ain't no way, man. Oh, my God. The, the material wasn't good to be having a whole career playing in Chuck's. Oh, you need some Nikes on or some Reeboks, man. You just do. Man, bro, bro ain't, ain't no way, man. My, my, my big ass... Well, nah, ain't no way. <laughs> No, uh, I take man, I take two man, I take three steps on the court. I'm done. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> oh man, we got to talk about the Bears in the in the, in the podcast too. You know, yeah. what to do with this draft pick. I mean, we know they gonna, we know they got to trade but and, and I'm, Bears, I'm glad you touched on that. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 hearing like a lot of Bear fans want to go ahead and they want to trade Justin Fields to try to get what Bryce Young. That's nah, not- hell no, nah, you don't want Bryce Young. You don't even want to trade Justin Fields. First of all, second of all, Bryce Young, he's got five knocks against him. Let another team deal with that problem. If it works, well, great. But this guy's smaller than Kyle Murray. Oh, really? 
He bought five, ten, and and a hundred and eighty pounds fucking what? We got point guards <laughs> playing quarterback. Yeah. Man, he got to put some weight on. So I'm gonna get game two inches. I, I prayers out for Bryce Young. I really hope hope it works for him. I don't want to diminish the guy because he's a hell of a player in college. But man, you gotta have some size coming to the NFL. Yeah, you know what, man. But you know, I say if if there was ever a perfect time for him to come into the league, it's now because you know I, I would say this. I think I think NFL coaches, uh, for the most part, are progressive. They become progressive more, way more than we remember them being like when we were growing up. You know, you remember how when college players were coming from certain systems, let's say the other shoot, you know, they would try to let's say force them into an offense where that that they ain't never run before under center two tight ends and that you know that shit like that right but nowadays i think coaches are more and they're more inclined to try to take what they what works for them in college and apply it to the to the nfl because now more than ever because of the rules shit they can they can you can bring like a lot of college football to the league yeah yeah you can you so, can. So if if he if he end up in the right in with the right hands, then who knows? Yeah. He, he man, he might be he he might be generational. But I gotta see him. I gotta I gotta watch. Him. I gotta see him throw. I gotta see what kind of arm he got. I gotta see it. But man, you five eight though. From you trying to throw from yeah. throw six five dudes. I mean, you know. I mean, you, you have to move. I would imagine, man, if if I was an offensive coordinator, if I was Mike Marks, I would just drop that motherfucker back seven steps. No, <laughs> no, no protection. All the receivers out going downfield and just throw that bitch. Hell, huh? <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah but, you know, see, I've got to get drafted first as a QB easily. <laughs> Gotta be seen Maybe even Will Levis will go before him too. It, I think about two or three QBs may go before Bryce, all because of the size. But you never know; it might come back, and Bryce might be a great player. So remains to be seen. Yeah, you you never know, man. Shit, we we never know. We go see. Yeah. You know, I I just wish. You know, I I would love the NFL to just bring back the just to 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 allow the DBs to to have more contact, at least within five yards. Man, because they used to be the rule within five yards, you can do what you want, but then once they get out of five yards, then you can't really, you know, you can't really touch them. Then the ball is nearby. But man, you. They get so many doggone rules against them. No wonder QBs are throwing for 5,000 yards a year. Right. right. And, I mean, even affects the running game, too, because defenses are so scared of the pass. They don't even play the, they don't play the run like that. Yeah. By the time it's over, when Patrick Mahomes going to have over 100,000 yards. You watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker might throw 800 touchdowns. <laughs> Hell, it's gonna be some six thousand yards. Get ready for it, bro. Get ready yeah. for it. Yeah, he, he gonna figure out a way to throw like behind the back and shit. 
Man! Too many. Yeah, they, this this is just a it's a path to lead now. It just is. Yeah, no more three yards and cloud of dust like we, you know, like like we like. Nah, you got early. Uh, uh, you know what? Real quick, man. One more thing I want to talk to you about. Sure. They coming out with this Baltimore Ravens special, right? Yeah. And it got to, got me to thinking about what defenses that you believe are better than the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. Eighty-five Bears easily for one season. For one season, I don't think any defense tops the eighty-five Bears. You got him. Hmm. Yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got. I think I got a few over the the two thousand Ravens. Because my, my issue with the 2000 Ravens is what great offense did they actually face? Because uh, they never faced the Rams that year, right? Yeah, and did if they? they had to face the Rams, that would have been the, that would have been the best Rams, the best Rams offense. And I think the yeah. 2000 Rams is the greatest offense ever. They were. And I mean, them motherfuckers put up 540 points with Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk missing multiple games. <laughs> and they didn't make right. They didn't even make the playoffs, right? They made the playoffs, man. And you know, they, so they played the New Orleans. The New Orleans Saints, for whatever reason, man, they had they fucking number that particular year. So yeah. the Saints was beating their ass by. They was beating their ass by like 27. The Rams came all the way back, cut the lead to three. Forced the Saints to punt, and this motherfucker Oz King, I love him, but this motherfucker Oz King <laughs> fumbled the ball and fumbled the punt, and and the Saints won. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know me, man. I was a, I was a Ram man. I was the greatest show on turf man. When they weren't playing the Packers, man. I was rooting for them motherfuckers, but I, I was mad as hell, man. <laughs> Cocky ass Aaron Brooks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Horn. <laughs> Joe Horn right. Yeah, I like Joe. He's pull out four telephone at the field goal. Folks. I thought this was Joe Horn was a good receiver. His son in the league now, though, right? Damn, who is his son? Joe, Joe Horn's uh, son's in the league now. I forgot what team he is. I think he's on Carolina. Damn, man. We got, we got uh, brother kids in the league and shit. And that's what you know you're old. Wrong time is flying bouts, right? Man, you know you old when Tim Hardaway Jr. is like 31 years old. What? Right. And then, that. We got a Sante Samuel Jr. in the league now. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Sertan Jr. How you see LeBron feel? How you see LeBron feel? We going up against dude's son now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of LeBron, man. <laughs> man, I, I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, he got a phone call, too, from Vince McMahon, you know, reaching out to him for him to join Monday Night Raw. Who, who LeBron? Yeah, for that performance, okay. man. That tantrum. <laughs> 
he just fell off. And listen, listen, they really did mess that call up. He was foul, but the way he fell off, I was like, oh, man, you are these mannerisms. <laughs> man, they messed the call up. He traveled before he even got, he even got the shot off. So what is that? So wait a minute. Well, he's not gonna break that record uh today. That scoring record. I guess he'll break that scoring record on Tuesday against the Thunder. Their predictions. Yeah, and, and I wish Terrell was on too. And I'm gonna we gonna have to talk to Terrell about this, man. I know he, I know he feels some type of way, man. And and and, and now that I'm because I've been ignoring this LeBron leading score shit for for a while, but now it's getting closer. I'm starting to kind of like. I don't know, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I ain't like, I'm not going to hate on them, you know, or nothing like that. No. I think it's an amazing accomplishment. And, and, and in fact, you know, I've always said this, man, LeBron James is the black American dream. Yeah. This, mo- yeah. this motherfucker came from dirt, made himself, worked his ass off, used his talent, Put list, uplifted everybody around him, and never got in trouble with it, as far as we know. Yeah, I mean, what See, what is there to hate of hate hate of him as far as like off the court? No, um, and see, you know what? I think you know, Kareem Kareem can be a bit of a jerk, right? Yeah, he, he can. can be a bit of yeah, yeah, and he says some things to like try to diminish LeBron and. I don't think those comments were necessary. It is kind of like, all right, I'll be glad when LeBron does break the record so you can sit down somewhere. But that ain't disrespecting um, Kareem. I mean, listen, records are made to be broken. Kareem's still in my top five ever. You know, it's Jordan, Kareem, Magic, Kobe, and then LeBron. You know, I don't think LeBron could ever move past them because, because of 2011. He could never move past Kobe because of that. That dude gave up and scored eight points in one of the finals games. But we'll get to that another time. LeBron deserves to break that record. He does. He does. Oh yeah, okay. like, I mean, to I mean, his longevity. You know, he's basically been in three fucking eras, <laughs> in a way. Yeah. I mean, he's played through, he's produced throughout the rule changes. I mean, you know, LeBron, you know, he's putting up 32 a game now. Of course, you know, obviously the rules are lesser, but even when the rules were a little bit stricter, you know, the game was a little more, was a little, was a bit more physical. You know, this man was still putting up 27 a game. You know, this man was still like, absolutely, basically Kobe, TD, Bron. Yeah. And he's just a pop culture icon. He does so much for the community. It's insane. The things that we hear that LeBron does for his community, we weren't hearing about Kobe and Mike doing like that. I mean, they did some things too without question, but LeBron just does it all. He just connects it all. Yeah, no, yeah. LeBron James, the man, no problem with him at all, man. Like I said, no. like I said he's a black American dream. And I just love the fact that, you know, he uplifted, you know, his boys around him, you know? He did. I do love that. 
Now, can we find about 30, 35 people that'll take that game with a shot over LeBron? We can do that easily, too, but Yeah, we, we, we can do that. You know, <laughs> you know like, like you said, man, LeBron's a Swiss Army life, you know. He, yeah. You know, he's not the best at He's not the best at everything, or maybe not the best at anything, but he's a lead at a number of things. He's the most complete player that we've ever seen. The most complete NBA player ever, I think. Mm. Well, okay. Now, he's, one of, he's one of He's one of He's in the team photo, for sure. Yeah, he's in the team photo. He's in the same boat. He's a little suspect on defense, but a complete package, yeah. Yeah, that's my. That's been my. That's probably my one of my bigger issues with LeBron. Just the defense, man. Man, and played defense what four or five years out of what the twenty year career. It's like, come on. All right, but see, in, in this stage of the NBA now, you ain't gotta play defense. Man, you sure no, but but that's why I respect like like teams like Boston. I respect Cleveland uh, because they play defense. You know, the Bucks play defense. You know, there's still a few teams out here that's, that's trying to play defense. They just handicapped. You got a ruse. Right. While well, the other teams out here are playing rock and sock and robot. <laughs> right. They, they out here just, just jacking, boy. They, they out here have jacking. 85 to 90 points by halftime. You like, God damn. Yeah, you know, and, you know, Donovan, Donovan playing basketball now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I'm basically I'm ending up playing basketball again. <laughs> <laughs> so do you name him play some defense? <laughs> hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't play. I, hey, I can't play defense for that long. But you go play some defense. <laughs> but um, no, nah, man, it's just how they play in the NBA, man. That's just how they. That's how they play. That's yeah. how they play on the on the courts now, man. It's wow. Yeah, like NBA Jam or something. It's, it's like, man, it's like, it's like NBA 2K on rookie mode, man, where you just jacking shots from everywhere. <laughs> wow. <No defense. laughs> it's like you turn, they turn down the defensive sliders, defensive awareness, the zero, <laughs> zero steals, the zero. <laughs> oh, they, they turned the three pointer, they moved that shit from 50 to 90. <laughs> that's that's what they play like. Man, this shit like a video man. I just hope that, you know, I hope I can stay walking on Tuesday long enough to see him break this record because I'm usually knocked out by ten thirty every night. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll sure see. <laughs> if you got the ESPN app, they I'm sure they gonna find a way to send you as a notification of it, even if you have the notification setting off. Right. I'm just gonna record the game to make sure that's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna record it. <laughs> that's about my know. best day. I just wanna know what kind of celebration these motherfuckers gonna do. Is he gonna fall out into his knees or they gonna come as or is like one of his teammates gonna bring like the like a robe like you know James Brown used to get? Like they right. put on James Brown. Is, is LeBron gonna get like a purple and gold robe put on him and shit with a crown? <laughs> well listen, they gotta stop the game and you know, take note. That he passed, that, that he that he got the record and everything. Uh, unless, unless it's like a real tight game going down the stretch where it's like 95 to 94, this is the fourth quarter. You don't want to stop the floor of that. 
But it don't matter. It don't matter what the score is. They gonna start that game and having a novelty. You just nah. got to. I'm sure LeBron gonna get every call he needs. Yeah. I'm sure they gonna make up for the for the because they don't want to see him do no tantrum. No, nah, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I, I think this is a good time to wrap it up, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is a great podcast. Once again. Always. Always nice to have you on, man. Yes, sir. All right, bro. All right, man. We got to do this next week, man. We got to finish talking about... You know what, man? I actually want to... We, Man, we, we want to... I want to consider... We want to talk about... Um, I'm going to talk about the Packers' greatest moments, their greatest victories, but we also want to talk about some of their greatest losses, too, man. Oh, uh, probably one of those names so far. But well, we know what the worst, worst type of moment is. We'll, we'll save it for next week, though. <laughs> yeah. disagreement on that, man. All right. All right, later. Later.